Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you very much, Brother David, and all the team, the organizers of Worldwide who have asked me to come over to share in this wonderful fellowship. And usually when opportunities are given to me in mission conferences like this, especially in the UK, I begin with words of gratitude because in 1928, a young gentleman from Cambridge by the name of Max Warren came to northern Nigeria and picked my father and led my father to the Lord. And um, a year and a half later, Max Warren fell ill. And another gentleman took over from Max Warren and looked after my father. His name was Bishop Bullen. Later on, I was to learn that Bishop Bullen went to die in Sudan. But my father became a Christian and led most of us to Christ. And he taught us how to speak English. And he taught us very early in life to read Shakespeare, <laughs> which we did with a lot of stress <laughs> and anguish. So all along in my life, people think that I probably studied English abroad, but I never did. I learned it at home with much gratitude because Max Warren left the shores of UK, came to northern Nigeria, and led my father to the Lord, and led us to the Lord. So my family, myself especially, and my younger brother, who's also a bishop in the Anglican Church, with only two boys and both of us in mission, owe it to God and to you to come back and share the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the evidence that the gospel is real and the gospel is true because you came out to Nigeria and we are saved. We cannot afford to see others in the UK leave this gospel. We pray for you. And I'm deeply touched by the sharing of my sister Sarah that we need to even go into prayers with tears because the sacrifice that was made many years ago should not go in vain. But also, I do go to mission conferences and I usually would like and prefer to go and sit down quietly uh, so that I can eavesdrop on what God is doing with other nations. And my primary reason is because I'm Bishop of Joss and I'm fairly, fairly selfish in issues of mission because I'm interested in the fact that should God decide to move worldwide headquarters, I would like him to move it to Joss. <laughs> because it's the only city in the world that is spelled J-O-S. 
Jesus, our Savior. <laughs> and so if God wants to move his mission headquarters anywhere else in the world, I eavesdrop in such prayer meetings to say, Lord, let it be just. Because there's a lot of good that will come at the end when we are involved in missions. When we finally appear before the throne of grace, it is the people you have led to the Lord. Not the things you have acquired, but the souls, the people who have come to know Jesus as Lord and as Savior. I want to share with us in the next few minutes. This is part one of two talks. And the first one is a faith to die for. And the text I've taken is from Romans 1, verse 16 and 17. Just the two verses. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. <clears throat> Let us pray. Father, we look up to heaven for help that you may speak to our hearts now. And that in this mission conference, you will speak to our hearts. And that God, you, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will cause our hearts to respond to your word. And may your word alone be heard, your word alone obeyed to the glory of your holy name. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. It is very important that people get to know us for who we are and what we believe. I think that the world over time has come to the point of convincing Christians that they should hide their belief. And that somehow they should not talk about it. And over time also Christians have come to accept that you should be quiet about your belief. You can be excited about every other thing else, but not the gospel. I suspect that it probably was the same in Paul's day. Because to be a Christian was not just a religion and it wasn't just a matter of you're coming to church. It was a choice between persecution and death and the faith you believe in. It was a choice for a faith that was worth living for and a faith worth dying for. And from this text, we know too that Paul had not been to Rome yet, but he wrote ahead of time 
so they could know who he was, what he believed, what he stood for. And brothers and sisters, we've come to the time now where people should know what we believe. And in Paul's introduction, he leaves us with no ambiguities at all. That the gospel is the power of God. And we need to come to terms with the reality also. That in this life, there will be suffering. And for the faith, there will be persecution. And there will always be persecution. But because we have a living gospel that is powerful, we're not going to wait for the persecution to be over before we preach the gospel. The gospel's power is capable, is competent, is potent enough to overthrow the powers of evil. And even if the powers of evil continue one thing I know evil does not continue forever it will come to an end one day yes some of us will die but the gospel needs to be preached and when the suffering and persecution ends then we have a free access to preaching the gospel to everybody we therefore don't have the luxury to wait until suffering and persecution stops before we start preaching the gospel. In it we preach. Out of it we preach. In season and out of season we preach the gospel. Because it is the power of God. Now in these two verses. Paul captures the central core of the theology and of his way of life. Remember that this remarkable man of God not just had come out of being a Jew, but a fanatical one at that. He was a militant activist committed to the extermination of Christians and to the total eradication of the faith. After his encounter with Christ on the road to Damascus, he was totally changed. And his whole life was thereafter given not to eradication of the Christians, but to the proclamation of the gospel. He became eager to preach to as many people as he could reach, including Romans, the colonial overlords, who not long after were going to crucify him. But he was determined to get the gospel to everybody. Everyone needs to hear that Jesus is Savior and Lord. This was for Paul, as it is for many today, a task which needs courage. Paul emphasizes that he is not ashamed of the gospel. Rather, it is the gospel which has the power to change lives even to change prevailing circumstances. Paul speaks from personal experience. He knows how a person of another faith can be totally changed and transformed. The gospel is power. This power 
is the power of God walking towards the salvation of everyone who believes. It is more than just preaching, more than just talking. It is not merely an announcement of fact that salvation will take place one day. The gospel in itself, divine power leading to salvation. It leads to faith and it leads to action. To the restoration of lives, of communities, and of environment. This salvation is available for all. Whatever tribe, whatever race, whatever nation, those who, are accept, those who are accepted are brought into right relationship with God and seek to uphold God's standards, God's way of living, God's righteousness in the world. This is the righteousness which produces holiness, truth, and justice. Such righteousness, however, cannot be attained by keeping the law, but only by and through faith. Brothers and sisters, in the world today, there are many people who are yet to hear this gospel. Some live amongst us, some live far away. But we must know the heart of God. God so loved the world that he gave his son Jesus Christ that none should perish. Not one. Not our children, not our grandchildren, not our cousins. No one should be lost. And we who have heard the gospel, who have received the message, we now have the genuine love to take this message out to the next person. We are burning in our hearts with the power of the gospel, with the love of God, and it is now our joy, our privilege to see others led to Jesus Christ. As we recognize the fact that many do not yet believe in Jesus or hold only to a nominal or partial faith in him, so we must, in obedience to Christ, try to bring them to know him, to experience his love, to experience how to serve one another, and to experience the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which must be seen not only in the words we say, but in what we do. Let me quickly share three vital factors here of which we need to take note of. Firstly, the gospel is for the world. At the foot of the cross, there is no favoritism. Living for Christ is living for others. For all others. It is service delivery. It is missionary. It is a total dedication and commitment to Christ and to obey him. If as Christians we desire to bring others to Christ, to establish the reign of truth and righteousness in the society, and finally attain everlasting life, then the only way to live is to surrender to Christ, to die to self, and to live for other people. The missionaries of old are great examples of this. They went out, particularly the ones that went out in the middle 19th centuries. 
when there was no customs, no immigrations, no hospitals, nothing. They came and most of them died in the high seas in order to bring us the gospel. Some survived through the mercy and grace of God. But they took these high risks in order that some African, some Indian, some Chinese, people all over the world should hear the gospel. They understood what value there was in the mission enterprise of taking the gospel to the whole world. It was a privilege. It still is a privilege. And the highest honor you can ever attain in the kingdom of God is to be a missionary. The one sent by God to bring a message of salvation to somebody else. It's not the title of Archbishop. It's not the titles and the acquisitions of titles we get. But it is that title in heaven that commissions you to take the gospel to somebody else. The missionaries of old have left us a great example and a legacy. As a matter of fact, I remember speaking in the U.S. some time back and most people would go to East Africa and South Africa after the questions was raised on the mission convention. And I asked the question, why is everybody going to East Africa and you've invited me as a Nigerian to come here. Nobody's going to West Africa. And they said to me, West Africa was not safe. Friends, in this life, nowhere will ever be safe. Nowhere. I remember a chat I had with a friend of mine, the former Bishop of Jerusalem, Bishop Ria. And he said to me, we were in Cambridge together having a, a conference and he said, he's going on sabbatical. And he is looking for where to go. And I said, why don't you come to Jaws? We have so many Lebanese and Arabs in Jaws. He said, oh, Ben, Jaws is not safe. <laughs> and I pulled back and I looked at him. I said, brother, you're from Nazareth. You can't talk about safety. <laughs> but nowhere is safe. We both agreed at the end, safety is only where you are in the will of God. But the second thing is, the gospel is powerful as is demonstrated by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. By that single event, we see the final defeat of Satan. All the powers of hell, all the powers of sin, all the powers of death and evil are defeated. Hallelujah. It is therefore no use at any point in time to submit or surrender to the devil. Because the devil and all his powers have been defeated by Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. This is why the gospel is very powerful. Very, very powerful. And we must hold on to it if we are going on mission. It's not on the support we get from home. It's not on the insurance that we have. It's not on anything but the gospel. That alone and the sharing of it is a demonstration of God's power in human lives. Friends, let me give us three tidbits on this. The first, it takes a determined, cumulative effort 
to keep teaching the word until the truth of how to live and obey God's word is learned, accepted, and obeyed. So as missionaries, we cannot move away from God's word and from the gospel. It is the teaching of the word of God and the sharing of the gospel and keep on at it that brings life and demonstrates the power of God in the communities we are called to serve. Secondly, the gospel must be lived out with undiminishing consistency in service to God and to humanity and community. So we whom the Lord has called and sent out are to live the gospel out for people to see. And like our sister shared, it can be costly because the people you are leading to Christ, they come with their problems. It is the gospel that can change their lives and transform their lives so that they begin to become imitators of Jesus Christ. But thirdly, we must be diligent, seeking to live as Christians who truly believe the gospel. We must bring our faith to bear in all that we do in order to bring glory to God in everything. And that must be at the topmost of our priorities. Always seeking to honor and glorify God. But thirdly on my presentation this night, the eternal effect of the gospel. The gospel calls for a decision that each person must make. And such a decision will determine the eternal destination of that person. Such a decision, when made, must bring the believer's life into conformity with the eternal truths of God's word, of his son Jesus Christ, and of the Holy Spirit. God's word is truth. And every one of his righteous ordinances endures forever. Therefore, Anyone who receives and believes the gospel must speak the truth at all times to all people and must do so in love. To live in truth is also to insist on standing for justice, for the oppressed, and on giving justice to all people regardless of their race, their faith conditions, their religion, their nationality or gender. It is significant that it is the gospel power which manifests God's righteousness in us and also empowers us to live righteous lives in such a manner that even unbelievers will acknowledge that righteousness is being practiced by the believers of the gospel. Those who do not believe the gospel understand very well when they see people practice righteousness and live in holiness. Let me end this evening as I will be speaking on Monday and bringing you the context from where I'm coming in Jos and in northern Nigeria. But I want to lay the foundation of the fact that if there is anything that is keeping us in Jos, it is your prayers and the gospel. I know that we may never know the amount of prayers that have been offered on our behalf that has kept us safe. Many have died, but some of us are still alive. And while we live, we live for the gospel. And if we die, we'll want to die preaching the gospel. We appreciate your prayers. 
We appreciate your support. And when I come on Monday to share with you our context, you will then understand much of our gratitude. How the Lord has held us through these years in northern Nigeria. But let me say, to bear witness to the gospel in this way means dying to self and living for Christ. To live in this way is rewarding both here on earth and also eternally in heaven. Whereas refusing to die to self has no reward on earth and no reward in heaven, here and now, knowing the gospel gives meaning to life so that we no longer are afraid to die for when we die, we go to be with him whom we have believed in in the first place. Therefore, opportunity must be given for all people. Wherever we encounter human beings, we give them the opportunity to make an informed decision to accept or reject the gospel. There must always be a call to respond to this gospel because it is the power of God. It is not in our eloquence, nor in our abilities, nor in our techniques, but it is the power of God to change and transform lives and lead them to Christ. I am a living evidence of this. I once was lost, but Jesus saved me. Amen. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.